most importantly, I brought my Bible. Okay? And, you know, it's First Presbyterian Church, Jamaica, and this was written by my mother with my name, with my, this is a long time ago, with my name, with my address, with everything, in case I lost it, somebody would return it. You know, in the old days, if you lost something, they returned it. Today, a little bit less so. But I, I saw this and I said, I have to bring it and just show it because it brings back so many memories. We all sit with hope. We sit with a prayer. My fellow patriots of the USA, how can I begin? We've spoken many times about deceit, lies, corruption, and karmic law. You all may well ask, why hasn't God done what was asked of him? I will tell you why. He has a plan greater than anyone who asks. My fellow Americans, this is the beginning of many disappointments that this administration will bring to this nation. Yes, we all know, we all know. But now what? That's what we all ask, now what? We see the lie already. Our soldiers being mistreated. These men sacrificing with blood, sweat and tears to protect. And what do they get? No need to say, we know. I will not sit here and talk about the left because I have. And we know very well that the left are against the greatness that was and that has left. We all know Trump's love for the country and its people. He wanted greatness and now we are losing a great accomplishment. We all want to know now, what now, what? Now, more than ever, we must remain calm and we must not allow fear to tear away our belief of truths. I can assure you that there is a plan greater than those that seek the Biden truths. We all see what truths they are, truly are, their corruption. Let us remember our greatest president of all time, Donald Trump, and his gracious Melania, her class, her beauty. Let us hold up our hearts and be proud of how our land stood, but not allow destruction now. We will prevail for honor, and our truths will as well. Let God lead, let pride be, and let's see how we are led for now, because God is my witness, all lies will be seen and truths will prevail. The people deserve truths, liberty, and justice. Let us watch, let's pray, let us rise. 232 years ago, in the first ever presidential inauguration, the nation's first president addressed a jubilant multitude and a nation that was united in shared values and a common hope in America's future. In that first ever presidential address, George Washington gave the newborn nation a prophetic warning. He said this, the propitious smiles of heaven cannot be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rules of order and right that heaven itself has ordained. In other words, if America followed the ways of God, his eternal rules of order and right, the blessings of God would remain upon it. But if America should ever depart from the ways of God, 
that his blessings would be removed from the land. And now, January 20th, 2021, another presidential inauguration takes place and the nation's capital city, named after that first president, has become a military zone. For the first time in American history, a presidential inauguration is devoid of people. Instead of a jubilant crowd, 25,000 American troops stand guard over the National Mall in which flags stand in for the missing people. And barbed wire surrounds the halls of American government. There is no war. There is no overt threat from beyond its borders. Rather, the threat comes from within. Division infects the land as does a plague that has kept its citizens masked and locked in their houses as the nation's functioning has been in large part paralyzed. For months, America's cities have seen protests and riots and doors and windows shuttered and buildings set on fire. And the nation's most revered edifice of government, the Capitol building, taken over by an angry mob with the nation's leaders fleeing for safety. And so the prophetic warning that was given on that day of that first inauguration, the smiles of heaven are being removed from the land. And so the question must be asked, have we then disregarded the eternal rules of order and right that heaven has ordained? America, as did ancient Israel at the height of its prosperity, has turned away from God. We've driven him out of our public squares, out of the schools of our children, out of our culture, out of our lives. And as did ancient Israel, in place of his absence, we've let in other gods and served them. We've rejected his ways and embraced the ways of immorality. We've called evil good and good evil. And as did ancient Israel, we've lifted up the most innocent among us, our babies, and shed their blood. Israel sacrificed thousands of its children. We've sacrificed millions, tens of millions, unborn children who are not here this day, this inaugural day, because we took their lives. And their silent screams ascend to heaven and their blood is on our hands. We've passed down rulings from Washington, D.C. that war against the eternal laws of heaven on human life, human nature, gender, marriage. We've indoctrinated our children against the ways of God. We have done as we were warned not to do, and then we wonder why the blessings of heaven are being removed from our land. When judgment came to ancient Israel, it manifested in the form of an enemy attack, a strike on the land, a wake-up call. He came to America on September 11, 2001. And he came to the very place where George Washington stood and prayed on the day of America's first presidential inauguration. The biblical template of national judgment then ordains a period of years in which the nation is given the chance to return to God or else head to judgment. In the case of ancient Jerusalem, that period, from that first enemy strike to the year when the greater shakings began was 19 years. From the strike on American soil in 2001 to the 19th year brings us to the year 2020, the year when the great shakings began. The danger that this window of time is drawing to an end is now upon us. We stand in a most critical moment. 
Mr. President, President Biden, you have called for unity and peace. But how can a nation have unity and peace when it wars against the very foundation on which it stands? How can a nation have unity and peace when it has turned against the God who brought it into existence? And it has turned. The nation that once led its school children in prayer and taught them of his word now declares such prayers and teachings to be forbidden and now instructs its children against the ways of God. How can that nation have unity and peace? How can we have unity and peace in America if we have no unity and peace with God? We are a house divided against itself, and a house divided against itself cannot stand. Mr. President, how can you place your left hand on the Bible, the Word of God, and then with your right hand sign laws into existence that war against His Word? How can you place one hand on the Word that ordains human life as sacred and in the image of God from conception, and then with the other hand sign laws into existence that will promulgate the killing of that human life of those children? How can you invoke the name of God in your oath and lay your hand upon His Word and then implement laws that will suppress the going forth of his word, that will censor his word and those who advance it. You plan to enact laws that will disregard the distinction between male and female, man and woman. Did not the warning of our first president involve that very thing? If we disregard the eternal rules of order that heaven itself has ordained, you plan to enact laws that will specifically neutralize the protection of religious freedom. You plan to strike down the Hyde Amendment so that more children will be murdered and those Americans who recognize abortion as murder will be forced to support the act of murder with their taxes. And you plan to empower the act of killing unborn children not only within the borders of America, but throughout the world to the end that yet more rivers of blood will flow. How does one do such things and name oneself as a believer in God and a follower of Jesus? How does one sign the sign of the cross and then sign decrees that rage against what God has so clearly set forth in his word concerning life and death, holiness and sin, righteousness and immorality, good and evil? To you, Mr. President, and all who have joined you in this agenda, from the Vice President to the leaders of the Senate and the House, and all who sit in halls of power and have embraced this agenda, heed this warning. This day will pass. The applause of men will fade. This administration will inevitably be over. This world will pass away, but you will stand before God and give account for it. It's written in his word that we will each stand before God and give account. And on that day, all the power you once wielded will be gone and all of the world's approval and praises will have faded away and all the fame and glory you received will amount to nothing. In the day when the book of history is closed, and the book of life is opened, none of that will matter. It will be you and him, and you will be required to give account of what you have done. Did you follow the will and word of God, 
or did you not? If you pursue these things, then you did not. And the blood of children will be on your hands. And then will come eternal life or eternal judgment. The voice of God calls out to you and to all to turn and follow him with all your heart who gave all his heart and life that you might be saved. As for America, the problem is not social or economic or cultural or political. The problem is ultimately spiritual. And so must be the answer. America has turned away from God and its only hope is that it return to God. Choose true greatness and lead in that return or continue in this departure from God to destruction and judgment. As for those of you who love this nation and are burdened and fearful for its future, America's only hope is revival, return. Without it, the nation is lost. And revival only comes through repentance and return. It's time to pray as never before that return and revival would come. But it's time not only to pray for revival, but to choose revival, to choose to live in revival now. And for that, we must each commit to return to God, to put away from our lives that which must be put away and take up that which must be taken up and walk in his ways and live in his spirit as we have never done before. For the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the entire earth, looking for the one whose heart is completely his, to show himself mighty on their behalf. Let us be that people and revival will come. And if the darkness must come, whether by persecution or disorder or disintegration or apostasy, do not fear. For God is still on the throne and the darkness cannot overcome the light but only magnify it. And if the darkness should grow darker, then it's time for the lights of God to shine even brighter. For it is no longer the time of the candle in the day. It is now time for the candle in the night. We are now the candle in the night that shines against the darkness and lights up the night, the world with its radiance. We pray that the civilization that was established and consecrated to be a city on a hill, America, would once again shine with the light that once illumined it. But whether or not it does, it is time that each of us shine with the light of his glory. It is time to live unhindered, uncompromised, unbound, bold, and all out on fire and mighty in the power of the living God. For thus says the Lord, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Deep darkness shall cover the earth, but the glory of God shall rise upon you. In the name above every name that is named, the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the way, the truth, and the life, the King above all kings, the Lord of all, the hope of the ages, and the answer to every life, the star of Jacob, the Prince of life, the glory of Israel, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the name that will remain above all names when all is passed away, Yeshua Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It is time to put on the whole armor of God. 
that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. President Donald Trump is launching the office of the former president in Palm Beach. It oversees his official activities during his post-presidency life. And they shall say, but now there is a second president. How can we have two presidents? According to a statement from the new office, that includes correspondence, public statements, appearances, and official activities to advance the interests of the United States and also carry on the agenda of the Trump administration through advocacy. But in his final remarks before leaving Washington, he told a crowd of supporters, quote, we will see you soon, and quote, we will be back in some form. What an unusual thing, isn't it? Says the Spirit of Lord. And why would it be that one with a double mind, well, a double mind, double speak, can't remember what he said last, would actually stand up and face the people? That's where we begin. But I want to go back a little bit, because I've been thinking about a lot of the old things that Kim Clement said. There will be a praying president, not a religious one, but I will fool the people, says the Lord. I will fool the people. Yes, I will. But my dad prophesied this on April 4th of 2008 in Seattle, Washington. And this is what he said, and I'm going to quote him. And they shall say, 
but now there is a second president. How can we have two presidents? An unusual thing, isn't it, says the Spirit of the Lord. Why would it be that one with a double mind would stand up and face the people? Spirit of God says, My people have cried. My people have cried out for an answer. And this is what I have to say, says the Spirit of Life. A veil has been placed upon this nation and I did it! I did it! So that for a season my people would wonder and faith would increase. For in darkness faith grows. In despair faith grows. I did it! But now my fury has ended. The, this stuff here, this one from February 22nd, 2014. This is the same tape from which I was drawing tons of those prophecies of Donald Trump. I just I was looking at the, the peachy, the warm and fuzzy parts. But this part about for a season there would be darkness. A veil for a season. That, that term season is going to become important. And I think a season really does only mean a season. That for a season, my people would wonder and faith would grow. Bear with me on this. But this was stuck, wedged, right in the middle of the two-term stuff. No, they shall say we have two presidents. What do we do now? Fear not, for God said, as I promised before, this is my nation, and I will change things according to the time and season. And I told you now in spring, I will expose and reveal things that have been hidden so that my nation can move into this next election and to the next phase with victory and honor and glory, says the Lord of hosts. But this is a prophecy that was sent over to me in the, in the last couple of weeks. While well, I'm thinking about all that's happened with Donald Trump, the election, this impeachment, and I didn't really know what to say about it. But this one just rested on my mind and thoughts would come to my mind as I was working on uh, this new Genesis series and I would think about these, these Kim Clement prophecies and like in the midst of them. He would say, I will fool the people. I will fool the people. Oh yes, I will, says the Lord. Spirit of God says one more thing I want to talk to you about. That little dwarf in North Korea I'm getting a little tired of him. I think I'm going to go and pay him a visit, says the Lord. You watch and see what I do. Come on, come on. And that will be a big sign that the man that I'm sending with a stone for the giant is emerging, says the Lord. Now, if you remember these Donald Trump prophecies, actually the largest function of them the largest part that one of the parts that hasn't happened yet revolved around this giant financial reset. It was a David and a Goliath. This was the David. And it was a Goliath, and they would laugh and they would say, "Oh, you can't! We own the world." And he would take a simple stone. Well, this would be a great big sign. So this North Korea incident here would be a great big sign 
that the man with the stone for the giant, and I don't know what the stone is, was emerging. And I begin to think about just that alone. Emerging is a term you use not when somebody's done, but it's a sign when they're emerging, they're beginning, they're just getting started. And God says, these that shall reject him shall be shocked at how he takes the giant down. Now hear me please. The giant of death, the giant, the giants that have come, the brothers of Goliath, stand in glee watching America. We will cripple you. You will lose your credit. But God said, watch. I said 20,000. Look not to Wall Street. However, observe. And they shall say, what is your plan for this, this giant? And he will take a simple stone. Remember the name. And he will hold it up and they will laugh at him. But the plan is so brilliant, says the Lord. It could only have been given by me. <laughs> Come on! So this is like the, the climax of all the cloak and dagger and stuff that now in retrospect it sounds like a lot going on, a lot of heavy stuff going on in the prophecies while well, I was just hearing the there'll be prosper part which comes following this part of it and the more I look at it the more it will not look that way but I find the terms interesting the brothers of Goliath who have come and we will steal your credit and they stand in glee well these biblical terms seem to be popping up in the news a lot with lots of brothers of Goliath when I saw what uh, Robin Hood was doing, ironically, Robin Hood take from, you know, take from the rich and give to the poor, even though they do the exact opposite. I was stunned. Uh, I think it's criminal. I think there has to be an investigation. I think people have to go to jail. Whether that actually happens, I don't know. But I've never been more convinced about market manipulation and the people, the hedge funds, controlling the game than today. So, and when Kim said, look not to Wall Street, however, observe, I said 20,000. Well, Wall Street hit 20,000 for the first time in history right after Donald Trump was elected. But I find that same similarity, look not to Wall Street, however, observe, as you're leading up to where all of your mainstream medias are talking about this global reset, which, by the way, a year ago you would have said it, they would have called you a conspiracy theory guy. Well, right here on your screen, all of your screens are running, even, even, even the liberal ones, which, by the way, you have all sorts of articles that I've been reading saying Donald Trump is a shadow president. Surrounded looking at these prophecies of two presidents. Wait till I get to the pandemonium in the White House one. But David and Goliath fights look not to Wall Street. What's going on on Wall Street? David Goliath fights. Where the little guy is unexpectedly winning against the giant guy with the rigged systems. Look not to Wall Street, however, observe. And then what happens next? The stone for the giant. The communications service Discord, for example, banned users from the Wall Street Bets group from using its platform. Why'd they do that? 
It wasn't all because the Reddit guys were beating the hedge fund guys at their own grubby game, and that's not allowed. No, it had nothing to do with that, of course. No, instead, they were banned, according to Discord, because the Reddit guys had engaged in, quote, hate speech. Of course, the Reddit guys were racists. That's why they humiliated the hedge funds. Only a racist would do that. This comes from April 4th of 2008 in all places of Seattle, Washington, where a lot of the trouble came from. Remember that? During the course of this year? And this is about midway through the prophecy. And they shall say, but now there's a second president. Isn't this the strangest thing? How can we have two presidents? An unusual thing, isn't it? Says the Spirit of the Lord. Why would it be that one with a double mind, and I found that strange, would stand up and actually face the people? He'd stand up and actually look at them, right? When I see that part of the prophecy, I think of this part, there were these clips of Joe where he just stood there like a dare in headlights, like at the news reporters, and then he kind of like he wasn't really there, and then he sort of walked just like what? They were asking him, come out here, man, come. And then he walked off. Why would it be that one with a double mind would stand up, would actually stand up and face the people? No, they shall say. We have two presidents. I was reading Democrat news articles. They are saying, uh, Donald Trump is he's now acting as a shadow president. We've got to impeach him. We've got to do something. And why would you impeach a guy that's you're claiming already isn't there? That's it's never happened before in history. I mean, it, it, one time it happened way in the past, and they decide you can't do that because the guy's not in office anymore. How could you impeach a guy that you're saying isn't there? It's all, it's all, all sideways we have two presidents what do we do now fear not for God said as I have promised this is my nation my nation is it Joe Biden's nation ask yourself that is it Joe Biden's nation as I promised this is my nation and I will change things according to the time and season I told you now in the spring that I will expose and reveal things that have been hidden so that my nation can move into this next election. What does that mean? When is the spring? That's in like, what, like March? And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking, I got a friend of mine named Greg Byron. One of his friends had bet $10,000 or so on Trump, I mean, it was a sizable amount of money. And he got a letter from the gambling people in Vegas or whatever that said, well, until March or March 5th or something like this, we're gonna hold the money just in case it turns out that you know this election wasn't entirely on the up and up. And I, I'm not sure the phrasing of that, but that was, if it gets overturned or something like that, or it turns out to be illegit, or you know, I mean, just dating. <laughs> um, but I found that fascinating. I will expose and reveal things that have been hidden so that my nation, God's nation, can move into this next election. What does that mean? And this next phase with victory and honor and glory, says the Lord of hosts. I will fool the people. I will fool the people. Oh, yes, I will. Now, before that, so I just read you like the uh, midway down through the prophecy. But how that prophecy started, and this is from April 4th, 2008, Seattle, Washington. I feel the Spirit of the Lord telling me to tell you that there's a reason to have joy at this time. This is how it started. For many shall say, in that year, in that time, this is the worst time ever in America. 
that's what you read everywhere. Even CNN has to be stating that. Their numbers have plummeted. They don't have Trump there to, you know, every day talk about, we don't like Trump, we don't like Trump. I was looking at this. Their numbers have plummeted like a rock. The Spirit of God, and you've got Joe Biden in the first day in office, uh, you know, you've, we're signing things that make the medical costs of, of insulin. I know a little about this. And it was supposed to be a Democrat issue. But it was Trump that lowered those costs. And I know, I know what the, the, the benefit of those was, because I know people that that was a lifesaver for. You know, undo that, man, get that out of there. Oh, the crowds cheered for that. Higher medical, yeah. Higher taxes, yeah. Lose, kill the jobs, yeah. And then on the day that Joe Biden is inaugurated, and, and again, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no expert, but I, you know, you wonder where those people are. I mean, his, this is on the White House inauguration, inauguration of the 46th president of the United States. Th this thing had less views, 406,000 views. This is a day afterwards. Trump's farewell speech had like six million. This thing here had 400,000 views, and here's the numbers that really got me. This is on the official White House page. 28,000 dislikes. Where are all these people at that like the guy? I'm not saying they're not there, I'm just stating that 28,000 dislikes to 4.1 thousand likes for this guy. Um, so you'd be going into a recession, right? That's the idea. Who would declare a recession? And who would declare where I, the Lord God, am going, God said? This is in the prophecies. I say, God says this is the best time because joy is coming to you in the spring. Joy, says the Lord, is coming to you in the spring. Therefore, I want you to prophesy it. Joy, says the Lord God. So that's, that's why I'm reading it. When I read this, I thought, and I lay it in your hands what it means, but I thought I have to read this to people. Therefore, I want you to prophesy joy. For you have enticed me, you have fascinated me. Your sounds of faith, your sounds of faith. Even in the midst of looking at this, and I've talked to so many people, they said, you know, I know the plans against America are really, really dark. Like probably darker, like what most people, the stuff I've looked at, I mean, you say to yourself, wow, these people plan to destroy your nation, to put you so underneath third world countries, you'd be like slaves here. Slaves would look good compared to maybe where this might go. Right? But yet the Lord says, you have lured me in a good way with your sounds of faith. And you embrace the prophets, even amongst disbelief, you embrace the prophets to listen to the sound of faith and the sounds of victory and the sounds of joy. And you have sent a message to the caverns and the caves and the dungeons of hell. Of hell itself. We shall relive and revive and we will do greater than our forefathers. All the talk, man, I would listen to Nancy Pelosi and these guys. They're always talking about the forefathers. It almost get uncomfortable because it's, it, you know, it's like, you know, okay, so you guys are gonna do this stuff and you, I mean, don't bring the forefathers into it. That, it was already bad. Don't, it, it just, come on, it's getting hot in here. You know, the forefathers, yeah, right. And greater works, greater works than the forefathers. Trump's line is always the best is yet to come. What does he mean by that? That's a statement of faith, by the way. All those statements. This isn't going to, this, I want to talk to you about David in a second. Those are statements of faith. 
And David in the Bible didn't always know. It's going to go on in his name. The forces of darkness are trembling at you. They're building a wall and fencing up with razor wire at the top with tens of thousands of National Guard to protect them in the capital, to make the capital, like to bunker that puppy in that capital in D.C. Whereas, I mean, do you remember months ago, small businesses were saying we're losing everything. We're being, I mean, people were losing their businesses, all of their income, some of them even their lives. And this was being described by political leaders. This is, this is just a summer of love. People were crying out, please. Trump's stating he'll send the National Guard, but only if you ask. In this case, they have the National Guard, tens of thousands of them. Tens of thousands of them. And then afterwards, these guys, I mean, these guys are sleeping in, in the parking garage because the political people won't get them a place to stay. And then Trump, the guy that they say these guys are protecting them from, has to come in and use some of his own hotels, as I understand it, to give these guys a place to stay while he's not even president anymore, right? And they're there to protect them from him. And this is just stuff that, I mean, it's hard to keep track of these political people's nonsense on both sides, on a day-to-day -day basis. They don't want you to have a wall around your nation. Prophecies of Trump, and he will bring the walls of protection on this nation in a greater way, says the Lord. And prosperity will come to this nation like has never come before. Even greater things than your forefathers did shall you do in the times ahead. Joy will be coming beginning in the spring. That's what this says. And I'm assuming that it could easily be. Uh, I, man, it, I will fool the people. I will fool the people, says the Lord. I'm telling you, none of this has been normal. Any of it, including the entire Trump presidency. None of it is normal. If it's, if, if it's normal, then why are they over there doing an impeachment of a guy they claim isn't even in office? Now, I have one more prophecy to play you that I think I'm supposed to, and um, it's a clip of some prophecy that Don A sent over to me. It's called Pandemonium in the White House. They were nervous in the White House. They were scared in the White House. Nervous of it, man. And, um, that, uh, and it had sections of that year that there would be giant things that would happen sections of the year through all the year there would be these giant exposures if you will if i'm reading it right but they were nervous especially at the beginning of the prophecy for things that they knew in italy and rome that were hidden from everybody or actually the phrase oh, i'm just going to play the tape but that everybody knew but nobody spoke about it because there were hidden things and people were scared to speak and that's another thing about the prophecies they said people are afraid to speak Pandemonium. Pandemonium in the White House, in the higher regions, and below the earth, in Italy and in Rome. All of this uncovered, but unspoken of. Do you realize that things are happening that you know not of? Because they are hidden from you, says the Lord. But to the fore. Yet there is a tumultuous rendering that is coming. I stand to protect spring, but for you are rebelling.
of God will cause many to fall in fall. Then there is the earth that wishes to tremble. Shake! For the nations of the earth stand waiting. He is quiet. He shall not return. This God is too quiet. But my mercy endures forever. However, there is an uncovering of great evil. And I will start from the top. I have shaken the Democrats and will shake the Republicans even more. But remember when these tremors and when these tumultuous moments happen, Summer says, I will take it so that the fall can do its work in America. The auto industry of this nation shall rise and they shall disappoint the expectations of the East. And they shall say, what do they have? Why does America still prosper? Princes of darkness and demonic powers are raging for these two extremely wicked terror organizations to be pierced with the sword of the Lord. Summer, take it. For thus says the Lord, I will prosper my people. And during the fall there shall be many that shall fall. And many that shall rise from the dust. standing prepared I shall take it for the summer shall bring forth much in the temperatures strange July strange July hypnotic November and oh Christmas where winter shall say and me for God says I have chosen each season to manifest something my will shall be done and it shall come to pass that I shall bring sign after sign and in the fall that which comes down is that which was able to be shaken and I will build and release the resources and in the fall will show you whom I have chosen to pray for and guide this nation. You shall rejoice for it is my man. It is my chosen David says the Lord. I put this video forth to you very, very humbly and very respectfully. I'm not a prophet myself. Just a man that knows and loves the Lord. In fact, when I was listening to this portion of the prophecy that Don A had sent over to me, and 
somebody had actually sent me a message that said, Trump is being so quiet. And the other thing is, the Lord feels like he's being so quiet. Here's this part. He is quiet. He, he shall not return. This God is too quiet. However, in a covering of great evil, and it goes on, and it just, it dawned on my mind that the Lord is doing something here. And I'm not exactly sure. In fact, there were portions of the previous prophecies where it would say things like right after the there's two separate impeachments in those prophecies. One where it says impeach, impeach they say, but nay. And then after that it says, and then there's a nation he showed me itching for a new kind of war with America. This nation will come very suddenly, but not in the time of Obama, in the time of my new one, my David, that I have set aside for this hour. A man of prayer, a man. So, but they will even say he's not speaking enough. But this came after that. And then right after that, he's not speaking enough. And then comes the other impeachment. And the news reporters were talking, just in the thing, I, I thought Kim was emphasizing the same thing, just saying it again. But Donna said, No, I know my father's prophecy. She said, If he said it twice, he meant it's happening twice. For God said, I am dissatisfied with what emerges from both parties and then there is a nation he showed me and took me itching for a new kind of war with America they will shout impeach impeach they say but nay This nation shall come very subtly, but he shall not come in the time of President Obama. They shall come when this new one arises, my David, that I have set aside for this nation. A man of prayer, a man of choice words. And this is the moment that I'm talking about in the prophecy where he says they will even say he's not speaking enough. And I was, when I was listening to that, and this was a few months ago, and I was say, wait a second, no, 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 this is where we are right now. And I couldn't have imagined at that time a, a second impeachment or any of that. But when I heard, they will say he's not speaking enough. But I, this is now. That's I even put that in videos. They will even say, this man is not speaking enough. But God says, I have set him aside. They will shout, impeach, impeach. But this shall not happen. And then God says, highly embarrassing moments when another Snowden arises. And people will become very afraid. They'll say, we have no protection. And then God says, am I impressed? With your weapons of war, am I impressed with the strength of your men's legs? Ha! I have said I will bring this nation to its knees. And God said you have been humbled. And yet some more. And then you shall hear the sounds of great victory. I couldn't have even imagined such. But it was at that second, right before that second one, they're saying he's not speaking enough, which is what CNN was stating. I did a video on it. I was actually laughing at the fact that they're saying he's not speaking enough. And here's the prophecy. But I couldn't have imagined they were going to do another impeachment, which is the next words that happen in that prophecy. And then right after that, highly embarrassing moments as another Snowden arises. And people will become very afraid. 
um, the prophecies, the previous ones I played you, talked about something that happens in the spring. And in truth, all these prophecies, they had things that were divvied out as if in stages. And some of them are very, very heavy things. Which is why I'm, I'm asking you. So it sounds like, according to these, and I thought it was stuff that applied to last year. I mean, it was, you know, it's just looking at the good stuff. Um, but I think the Lord's shaking us as Christians, too. And that's why he put the veil on the eyes. That's what it says in the prophecy. You become complacent. You're not before me. You're assuming that I'm just going to hand you stuff. That there's not going to be any requirement on it. There is. I don't know exactly what these mean. I don't know what exactly that it means when it says there are things on pandemonium in the White House, pandemonium in the White House, problems in Italy and Rome, things that are unknown but unspoken of, underground. I don't know what any of that means. You might. Here's what I do know is that David, keeps saying David in these prophecies, my David, the people cried out like the masses cried out for David to be king. he was You could see the masses all around David. And Saul was the one that would tell him, no, I'm the king. I got the votes, man. I could see. Look, man, you better believe I got the... I'm the king. No, David. And they're screaming out. Like, crowds for David. And, uh, and Saul... Saul actually longed to kill David. Tried to kill David. And David had... Saul had the army. David had the top men. He had the top men. The kind of guys that could carry out a mission. The kind of guys that was, Saul was going to go kill David. And David and some of his top men, 600, notice the numbers. Always notice the numbers. They snuck into the, the cave that Saul was in, surrounded by his army. And David cut off a part of Saul's garment and took his sword. And in the morning, David appeared up on the mountains. And he took Saul's garment, the portion, he threw it down. He took Saul's sword and says, here's your sword. Why do, you, why do you try so hard to kill me? And I try so hard to spare your life. And Saul fell down and he, he cried. Because he knew. He knew. And David was an honorable man. And there was one instance where, where David, where he was with his men and they had left to, uh, they left their camp for a number of days. That's another story what they had done. When they came back, the Amalekites had taken their camp, had taken their wives, taken their children, taken all of their their boat, all of their things, all the things that they owned of, of any value. And that camp was literally on fire when they arrived. And, 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 and their women and their children were gone. The Amalekites have been doing this because what the Amalekites did. They were like the big system right there. They're in there. We're going to take it. We're going to take your kids and your wealth and we're stealing it. We're taking it for us. <laughs> you went there. We got it. And uh, said they cried till they had no tears left. And, uh, and they longed to stone David because they're looking for somebody to blame. That's what people do. It must be David's fault. They're looking for... And... Um, David was in that moment because you see, they'd won so many battles, David had. I mean, just win after win after win. And then he took this, and it was, it was this giant loss. And there was nothing he could do. There was nothing David could do. The women and children, even his own, were gone. And now the men wanted to stone him. And David was standing there. 
And there comes a moment where it's not the prophecies of Kim Clement, it's not the words of any pastor, anybody. Where we'll all stand there in that moment where you are where David was. And you say, I had no control over this. How did this even happen? And the evil people took what was righteously ours, even to our children. They wanted our children and our wives to have their way with them. And uh, in Israel they had the ephod. The priests had the ephod. And they would go before the Lord with the, with the ephod. The high priest would. That's normally how it was. And, and even David would go before the priest. Would you go ask God to the ephod? But on this occasion, David said, bring me the ephod. Bring me. And there comes a moment in all of this. Where you on the other side of the screen and me, and this is what I've learned in the process of this, because I've been dependent on these things, and I can't even tell you what's going to, I don't know. I can just tell you what the words are, but something feels right in my spirit about it, that you are standing on these moments. But I know that whether you are or you aren't, there comes that moment where things are coming to take all that you have, and there's not much you can do about it. And David did not say, find me the Kim Clement prophecy or priest, what it bring me the ephod I must know from God myself what to do next and he took that ephod and the men were putting bricks together to stone him took that ephod Lord what do I do rise up dust off go and you will recover all David and his men went, and this is like Belshazzar with Cyrus, who was partying on all the goblets of God, and he was drunk with all of his men. A lot of people didn't even know Babylon had been conquered. And the Persians came in and took it by stealth. And they were drunk when the Persians, the top Persians, came into that camp and took the heart of Babylon. Well, those Amalekites, they came to the side of a hill, and the, the Lord led them to where they were. And they looked down and the Amalekites were reveling in all of their squander and they were drunken and they were happy and they were partying. And they're the women and the children and they're, oh, we're going to do this and do that and do the other. Oh, we've got it all. Look at our spoil. Give me another glass. I promise you they didn't see the 600 swords even come through. And a lot of their spoil that they had, the riches that they had, came from the Philistines, no less. That's funny. And David and his men, not only did they get all of their wives and all their children back, but they got great riches. They got great riches from the hands of the enemy that had longed so badly to be the leech, the thief, and the liar. And the one burning. When they came back, the things were on fire and burning beyond their own control. And they got everything back. Removed from my eyes scales I was praying for America and I was praying for Israel nothing unusual and suddenly behind me starting behind my back going in the form of an arrow for hundreds of thousands of people and I turned around and I was stunned at what I saw this was not just a mere dream, but this was a vision. And so I raised my hand like this. And every one of them raised their hands. 
I looked back and they were doing the same thing. I shouted and they all shouted. They were one. They were one. One party. One party of people. It continued until I realized that the unity of these amongst them stood one that God had set aside to be the leader of this nation. In looking at these parts far more carefully, which I think is what the Lord has asked me to do, when it talks about they had all come together as one, praying for Democrats, open your eyes. You're going to. The Lord's taking us through some things. But they were one. They were one. And then as he gets further into this, at the part we were just at, one that God had in specific words were set aside. Just like it talks about later, God says, I have set him aside. What does that mean? Set him aside for a moment. And they will even say he's not speaking enough. But I, he's too quiet. But he has set him so quiet that CNN's numbers are dropping. Set him aside is what happens right here in the prophecies. I'm going to keep going. I said, why am I hearing this so soon? Surely you would show me a little bit of it closer to the time and the Spirit of God said to me this man has a humble stature but he is a genius and then I heard gold I wasn't sure if this was attached to his name but he said to me he will restore the fortunes in this nation because of his brilliance I couldn't quite see his face because that was not allowed because there was a mist that covered all the people and he was amongst them and the Spirit of God made me look at him and he said this man will throttle the enemies of Israel this man will throttle the enemies of the West and there are highly embarrassing moments that are about to occur for many, many politicians in this nation. This entire chain of events, starting with they had become one. They had become one. I don't know how that happens. What the, it looks like it's happening now, if you watch on the news, day-to-day -day basis. But then it's at that point, after he's been set aside, that these highly embarrassing moments come for many politicians in this nation. So again, I, I put this video, I put this video in your hands respectfully, and I lay it in your hands to interpret what the prophecies mean. We do some of the, um, you know what? We, we've done some great books and some great, some of the best documentaries over time. And we just put up another one. We're doing a set that's gonna go all the way through Nimrod and all the way through the Exodus. And the first part of it, garments from the garden of God, is, I, think it, I think it might knock your socks off. And this is going to be a time where people are going to have to get to know who they are before the Lord. And that includes me first, because I've learned from all of this. Because I, I looked at all this stuff and I said, man, how can I... Uh, was I that wrong? But I know that you're in unusual times and that no matter what, 
no matter what. There's only, <laughs> there's only one mediator for any of us, and that's Jesus Christ. Anything less, even if it's Kim Clement, can be astray. Can be. I, I, if it's not directly from the Lord, and that's the point that David got to when he physically saw, and some of this, I think what's, there's a shaking right now, not just in America, but around the world. And a lot of these prophecies had to do with a global awakening. And for there to be a global awakening, you have to see that the tents and are on fire, and that they, that the Amalekites are not a, a that they're not a conspiracy theory. They're real, and they've really got your stuff. And it's the Lord says, "I'll give it all back. I'll give it all back, times ten. But you have to come before me yourself." <laughs>